As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for inclusive and accessible wellness. Hey guys, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Another episode of hopefully your favorite podcast, the Food Heaven Pod. Yep. And if it is your favorite podcast, or even if it's up there along with some of your other favorite podcasts, make sure that you don't forget to leave us a review, hunty. Okay, don't forget because we're almost at our goal of a thousand reviews. We actually reached it really quickly. We sent out an email to y'all and we were pretty blown away by the response. We got tons of reviews within like a week. So thank you all so much for those of you that took the time. And I do want to highlight one of our most latest reviews by let's see by m mall doll mm okay <laughs> that was a tongue twister cute wendy <laughs> and jess are a breath of fresh air they provide interesting and research-based information combined with humor and real life stories they make everything attainable and never leave you feeling shamed or stressed love them oh thank you that's sweet we love you thank you for leaving that really sweet review now let's talk a little bit about today's topic jess because i'm really excited about this we're going to be getting into home design which we're both like super into very obsessed yeah i propositioned this guest for a job because she is (laughs) doing what i love We're going to be interviewing Jazz Smollett. And a few months back, I was on IG just kind of scrolling. And I saw that she was like commenting on some of our photos. And, you know, I'm nosy. So sometimes I'd be going into like people's pages just to see like, you know, what their page is about and see what they're up to. And I had never heard of Jazz or knew about her work. And I went in and I'm like, oh, my God, like she has all these beautiful pictures of home design and she does a lot of cooking. And so I DM'd her instantly. I was like, girl, you need to come on our podcast and talk about design and that was like months back and you know I told her like the next time that we schedule a recording I'm gonna hit you up and she was so kind and so open to it so you know with all these things that are going on I was like "Mm." I was like let me hit up Jazz and see if she'll be down to do this interview because everyone is home and I just feel like I know that there's a lot of talk of like well it's okay if you're not doing anything or it's okay if you do this or that and it's just like it's okay for you to do whatever <laughs> brings you peace. Exactly. Like, do, if you want to do the most, <laughs> do the most. If you don't want to do anything at all, don't do anything at all. But it's it's funny, like, talking about this because I was like, I should do a post about this. I feel like there's been a lot of shaming with people who are either, like, doing things or people who aren't doing anything at all. And it's like, just let people do whatever, you know, I helps know. them feel okay. I saw someone post... Um, <laughs> family member <laughs> won't say who you probably oh, saw I it know, Wendy. I did. <laughs> yeah we're like, i was like girl I was like, a girlfriend anyways it was everyone out here 
here who's learning a new hobby. And um, <laughs> she don't listen. She said, have several seats. I'm homeschooling my son. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. My man doing this. It's like, that's great. Because it was funny because I was talking to <laughs> Yosef about it on our walk. And I was like, I think that's great. But I also feel like everyone has their own life. Right. And I get it. Like you want to be, you don't want to be pushing meditation on someone who does feel stressed and that's not for them. Cool. But that's for someone else. And they have the right to post about what they're doing that's helping them it's like we yeah i agree like all the shaming of either you're doing too much you're not doing enough it's a little out of control yeah. so do you that's it exactly do you and don't make people feel bad if like they choose to do whatever it is that they want to do i've been on both sides of the equation where i'm like making 12 loaves of bread and then i'm like staring at the wall for 10 <laughs> hours and it's like whatever you know what i mean one is not better it's just like do whatever you know whatever comes to you so anyways for those of you <laughs> that are you know at home and are looking for maybe some ways to spruce up your home to tap into some home design stuff i think that this will be a really great episode so Jazz is an interior decorator. She's a lifestyle expert. I mean, she has so many cool things going on. She has her own TV show. She has a cookbook. Like, she's really killing the game. And she works with people one-on-one -on -one and also on her show to really liven up the home and also help people feel more comfortable and joyful in the space that they're inhabiting. The thing that I love the most was when she talked about practical things that we can all do you don't have to buy anything diy on a budget maybe you do buy something but she gave suggestions on where to get it for cheap and some of the things i had not thought about before so if you're at all into this and or if you're feeling like no that's not for me because i don't have the budget like you definitely want to make sure to listen she also talks about minimalism versus maximalism and how it's all about like choosing what works best for you and what those two things are and why there's no real one size fits all and she also, you know, really talked about some of the misconceptions that a lot of us may have about home design and how to really find joy in your space. So I think this episode was really great. She has a really fun personality, super easy to talk to. I think you guys will love it. So let's just go ahead and jump right Welcome in. Welcome to the podcast, Jazz. Hi, how are you? You know, hey. doing okay. <laughs> Tell us how you're doing because, you know, a lot's been going on. And I'm wondering for you, like your life revolves around the home and home design. So how has it been like pretty much being stuck at home <laughs> for these past few weeks? Okay, so it's funny. And I'm glad you asked that because it's actually funny to me. You know, obviously, this is a really challenging time for everyone and stuff like that. I am used to some aspects of this as far as cooking like three times a day, working from home, having my daughter at home, homeschooling her is different. There's a lot that's different. And then oddly enough, there's two sides to it. Partially, it's like, man, I miss being able to, you know, go do what I need to do. Also, my show, you know, we had to postpone shooting because we were going to shoot in New York. And we were supposed to shoot in New York in April. And obviously we can't do that anymore. So we're shooting supposed to be end of May. I honestly don't know if that's going to happen either. Um, so we'll see. So just having things hang in the balance like that is challenging. I have a big birthday coming up April 11th. Aww. Can't really go on vacation like I wanted to. But things like that are things that just happen in life. Like that's not 
that's honestly not killing me. And the challenging part is also homeschooling my daughter and things like that. And she's not used to being home while I'm working on stuff. So, you know, doesn't get all my attention and she's an only child. So it's kind of like, I have to pretend to be a five and a half year old, sometimes. <laughs> but there's that stuff. And then honestly, I have a really strong sense that this is a time to also slow down mm-hmm. um, and be able to catch my breath while it feels like the world has slowed down a bit and I can just kind of catch up and breathe. Yeah, I love that you said that this is a great opportunity to practice slowing down, because even with all of this, like self-isolation, there's so much pressure to still be productive and Mm -hmm. like do all this stuff while we're at home and like, you know, catch up on all the things that you've been putting off. I've definitely felt that way. And I'm just like, okay, what am I doing right now? Like, do I need to do a to-do list? And it's like very anxiety inducing. And we also work from home. And initially I was like, okay, this is not like too far removed from my usual but it's been four weeks in I'm in a closet right now recording (laughs) right I mean I just feel like I am literally going through it and like you it's like all of the plans that I have had for the next few months are pretty much on pause because it's like who knows what's gonna happen so yeah it's just a really interesting time but I'm really excited about this conversation because since so many people are spending time at home. I think it's a great, this is a great opportunity to talk about how to bring joy into the home. Because I think with people just being kind of on the run all the time, people sometimes just don't have the time to really even think about these things. Right. And so I think a good place to start would be with you telling us, like, how did you get into home design? Because I remember when I came across your profile, I think you had like commented on one of our posts and I was like, oh, let me check her profile. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Like all these beautiful, like you had all types of like home design projects that you were working on and I'm like okay this is going to be a great topic to talk about on the podcast so tell us about how you got into it so really I got into home design from my passion and love of celebrating all things having to do with life so I started out loving My favorite part of home design was table decor. Mm. So it was like, it was tablescapes. It was setting the tone for the party, always holding the celebrations at my home or, you know, wanting to make the setting feel like what we were celebrating or make the setting feel like something that we wanted to hold space in for this particular celebration. So I'd start celebrations with like a family poem or some kind of, you know, bringing the space together, some kind of christening or something like that. And then the table was really important to me. So it was like, we couldn't have Thanksgiving dinner without there being a beautiful centerpiece that was like a DIY centerpiece, because I love that stuff. My love of pretty but meaningful things, those things, those pieces that you love that just have some kind of story and legacy attached to them. I love the story that's involved in anything lifestyle related. And so it started with my love of bringing people together to celebrate. And then it went into the self-expression of creating my own home to be a sanctuary and how when you're healing from certain events in your life or you're healing from just growing up, just not growing up, just childhood growing up, but growing into womanhood, like what your space then 
looks like in order to encompass all that you really are and all that you've transformed and all the people that you bring with you into that space who are no longer here, who are here, the people who you are related to by blood or by heart, and how you bring that energy and those stories into your home, the stories that encompass who you are, if that makes sense. So I'm a storyteller, and I love the story aspect of it. So even on my show that I co-host with my brother Jake, Living by Design, to me, it's all about the story of who these people are and really getting deep into who they are, what they love, their style, but their style of, you know, you know, like what's their favorite color, but also what's their clothing style, because that'll tell you a lot about how someone's home style can be translated. What, where would they go if they could go anywhere? What's their happy place? Their, you know, do they love nature? Do they love spas? Do they love, you know, what feeling can be created that makes them feel most like themselves and most like the core of themselves, that self that is their peace, their joy, that spiritual component. And how can you bring that into someone's home to make them feel most like themselves? And when anyone enters into their home, they feel, okay, this is Brandy's specific home. I feel her energy here. I feel her history. Even if I don't know it, I feel the the essence of her in this. So it goes that deep to me. <laughs> Just like I'm also a theater kid. I studied theater, the production side, mostly design. I did costume designing and set designing and directing and producing. So that was all about the storytelling to me. And we were very dramatic about it at school, definitely. So, <laughs> so there was a lot of interest peak there. And then really I went into producing. I went behind the scenes after college. Um, I was producing award shows and unscripted shows. I was working um, as a freelancer and then I was working for BET for a while until I was like six months pregnant and decided that I wanted to stay with my daughter for the first year and breastfeed her at home and all of that. And then I decided I wanted to go back a certain way. If I was going back into the work I was doing, we had a show, my siblings and I, that I was going to produce for my brothers and it was a cooking show. Um, we went to Food Network. It was a limited series. And due to contractual obligations, some of them couldn't do it in the way, like some of my brothers couldn't do as many episodes. So they had suggested, well, why don't you all be in it? And so that was kind of my foray in front of the camp, back in front of the camera. So I was EPing that, but I was also in it. And I was like, wait a minute. I freaking love this part of it. So then everything that I was doing in lifestyle already in my own life, I wanted to share. I think, I don't know if that answers your question. I think that answers the question. I also wanted to say, if you're ever looking for an, a design assistant, let me know. Oh, really? <laughs> Just have to do a shameless plug. I will, I will at some point. I will. Um, because, when we get back up and running. Yeah, when we get back up and running. Because <laughs> what you're saying is like, my dream in life. Less, yes, I love nutrition, but I also am obsessed with like seeing people's houses. I agree with everything you said. It's someone's house, especially if people put a little bit of thought into how they structure their space. And I also know that's obviously right. a privilege to be able to do that, but I love seeing when other people put like that effort in and it doesn't have to mean that you're spending a lot of money either, right? You like, you can no. find stuff at thrift stores or hand-me-downs from parents right. or make your own artwork. But I love right. everything that you said. And I know for me, like 
my space is my sanctuary and we live in like a really small house and it's mm-hmm. not like perfect by any means, but the way that we set it up, it just feels so home every time we come here, which is why like, you know, yes, Corona is like a major, it's a major life shift, but for me, it's like, I like being at home anyway. So I'm curious, like, what are some of the misconceptions you've seen everyday people have about home design? Like, what are things that, yeah, that you have kind of seen like on your work on your different shows and with your private clients? It's funny because I think you touched upon it when you said about whether it's expensive or not, Mm. because I think that that's a major misconception because we kind of, even the word design kind of has this big connotation to it. Like these are million dollar homes. And in order to even deserve to design your home, it should be like one of those homes on MTV Cribs or something back in the day with no shade to those homes. But in reality, you don't need to have all that. It's about your space. So For instance, I love books and I love plants. Do I need to have a whole library? Not right now. My dream one day is that I'll have an entire room that's a library with, you know, nice leather smoking type chairs. Not that I smoke. Um, (laughs) Things like that. You know, that feeling of an old library. I love that. But I can create a sense of that, a feeling of that regardless of how small my space is. For instance, when I was growing up, my mom, well, she made a lot of our furniture. Mm. At that time, making it was cheaper than buying it. Now making it can be a little pricey depending on what wood you use and everything like that. And on our show, my brother actually makes a custom piece, builds a piece or refurbishes a piece for each space. But so my mom like made our bed, she made her bed, she made the couches. She made tables for sure. She, even my sister's high chair was found on the street. It was a wooden high chair. It was found she, by my dad. And then she sanded it down and painted it purple and pushed it up to the table. And it was her high chair. I mean, it was, there are ways to do it. And now it's hard, I feel, in our generation to find the time to do things like that. And in this time, particularly, we're slowing down more. Like I found myself in the first few days of this whole COVID-19 situation being at home quarantined. I found myself sewing again, Mm. which I haven't done in a long time just to do. I found myself making my daughter, I had these clothes that I was going to give away to goodwill that I wasn't using anymore. And, you know, then it was like, okay, well, you you can't go anywhere. You shouldn't go anywhere. She's not going to drop those clothes off. But I took a few of my dresses or skirts and sewed them smaller to fit my daughter. And she was so excited about that. And I feel like it's the type of thing she'll remember Mm -hmm. forever, you know, that she can wear something that was mine. And I just made it smaller for her. It's giving us a, a window into the time that we actually can have if we have that time. <laughs> but I think, yeah, as far as it not having to be too expensive, for instance, in your kitchen, you can make a huge difference by switching out the knobs on the cabinet. Mm. You can do things like add a throw rug in your living room, even if you already have carpet. Because that's the misconception that we, we deal with on the show sometimes too, is that if you already have carpet, not all of us have hardwood floors, If you already have carpet, you can layer another, like a throw rug that has a lot of vibrancy to it, a lot of soul, a lot of color. 
you can layer that on top of the carpet. That's okay to do. I mean, I wouldn't put like a brown throw rug, not that you really want a brown throw rug, you know, a one color brown throw rug anyway, over brown carpet, but you can <laughs> you get <don't>. a pop of <laughs> color. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Unless that's your kind of thing, you know, because again, it's yeah, that's true. Makes you happy. <laughs> Let me not judge. That makes you feel good. <laughs> Or if you want to put a gray carpet on top of gray carpet, you know, go ahead, do you. But I'm saying like, if you want to add vibrancy and brightness to the room, you can have a Moroccan throw rug over your carpet. You're not limited by what your space is when it's a blank canvas. There's also small things you can do, like bringing art into your house. And now I think we're starting to understand that art doesn't have to be crazy expensive. There's so many great artists even who I follow on Instagram who sell prints of their work mm-hmm. for like $40, $50, like beautiful work that would mean something to us. I also, something I do is enlarge my daughter's artwork because she's genius. She's five and a half. But some of her work from preschool, like you can take that to get it enlarged if you want to invest in that because sometimes that can mean something to us it may look like just watercolors or whatever, but it's our kids. It's the work that they created when they were four or five or something like that. And you can have this piece and you can have them sign it. And, you you know, it's, it's things that bring character to your home that cause conversation pieces or, you know, again, relate who, relate who you are. And I'm a big proponent of bringing life into your home through plants. Jessica, I see you have. It's literally um, a plant house. This is not even like 1% of it. (laughs) It makes such a big difference though. It does. It really does. You can dress it up to make it look, you know, more fancy than it is. Yeah, Right. And that even is a meaningful story. Mm -hmm. So it's like there, there are pieces that are important to have or worth having and things like that. And then you just, you can, you can dress it up and plants are really not pricey Mm-mm. like that you know I'll skip a week of getting my nails done and get a plant instead I love that you idea <laughs> where <laughs> do you find the best deals or like do you do like Costco or Ikea or Home Depot or do you do more local places like or Trader Joe's well Trader Joe's is great for plants it is it is I yeah. go in for bread and come <laughs> yeah. out with like five plants Whole Foods too I've gotten some pretty good plants at Whole Foods they they have great plants they can be a little bit more pricey, but it's not it's not too bad. But also your local nursery mm-hmm. for plants. Yeah, that's my favorite. Like your local nursery is always, and then you can always ask questions as to how to care for it. Because I had to learn that. That was a learning curve for me. I was killing a lot of them. But my mom was a plant lady. I mean, we have, sometimes it'd be like a jungle walking through the living room. Like she often had ferns hanging. Ooh. But I love that. Like Because I, I love nature. Also, as far as deals, the first and foremost deal, which right now we can't really do in this climate, but this will pass at some point, is online thrifting. So like Facebook um, Marketplace or Craigslist, mm. places like that, where we can find things that we can either refurbish or that don't even need refurbishing because someone just bought it. They bought like a West Elm couch, realized it didn't fit in their space. So they can't return it. They're selling it for like $500 and it's a $2,000 couch. That type of thing happens often. On Living by Design, we do a lot of that because we're, that show, we're on a budget. 
my design partner and I, often it's like we're searching Craigslist at two in the morning. It's like, oh, I found this couch. Jen, go. Like she then sends her assistant out to look at it the next day and then we buy it on the spot. So it's that type of stuff. But this was like, I found a couch once that this couch should have been $2,500. It was perfect for this space. And this family in particular had a, this couple, they were expecting a baby and they had a pretty large living room. And so they needed, they needed like a, a sectional in order to fill the space and make it make sense, but something comfortable and something durable they were about to have a newborn, but I just envisioned, I wanted the mom to be able to lay on the couch and the dad, you know, for her to be able to relax and sit back and chill on this couch with this baby while she's nursing and be comfortable. So this was like a perfect couch and it was this, it was a dark blue and we just had to buy it on the spot. So a lot of things like that'll happen, but then for, as far as other deals, things like bookshelves, any kind of shelving, stuff like that, like Ikea, Home Goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do a lot. Love um, home and goods. World Market. Oh, World Market. Yeah. I, I love World Market. Listen, World, they make me happy. Yeah, me too. If <laughs> also, I could Facebook just Facebook Marketplace, like yeah. I've gotten so many things on yes. Facebook Marketplace. Similar yeah, to you're Craigslist. the queen of Facebook Marketplace. I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, how are you selling a couch in like an hour on Facebook Marketplace? All the time. People are on there. I feel like people are more active on there than they are on Craigslist because the response time is so fast. Right, right. See, we did a lot of like half on Facebook Marketplace and about half on Craigslist because, yeah, Craigslist, sometimes people take longer to get back to you, but you have to scour, you have to like sort through both if you're looking for something specific. But yes, Facebook Marketplace, I totally agree. It's a really good resource too. There's a lot, there's so many ways to upcycle, refurbish, recycle. Now, you know, like we don't always have to buy things that are new. And just thrift shops in general Mm -hmm. for little Mm -hmm. knickknacks or something that has some meaning to you or, you know, something you love. Like those are always great. I love those for like dinnerware. I love finding cute like teacups and, you know, plates and things like that from thrift shops because they don't care about it matching, especially for parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cooler if it doesn't match. It's not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, but you have to go off the beaten path when you're dealing with thrift shops. And don't sleep on a safe sale. <laughs> I just bought, which is not, which is not anything to do with always with furniture, but I did buy some, I bought a couple Victorian chairs like $30. Oh my God. And I'm going to reupholster them. And then like a large rocking chair that's upholstered and I'll reupholster that. There's also at a state sales. I mean, I bought a, I just bought a ton of like nightgowns from the fifties and sixties and seventies for wow. like this woman's whole closet for like $30. Oh my God. So who, who like decides but, the prices at this estate sales? Like are people just selling stuff and not really knowing the real value of it? Is it Like what is going on where there's these crazy deals? It's some of that, but it's also, you know, if someone needed to move all of a sudden, or if someone, you know, has had this home in the family for a long time and maybe they're needing to sell it, or sadly, maybe someone has passed away, someone older, you know, and they, they have all this stuff and they really need to get rid of these items. There are companies that are hired by families to take care of their estate sale and selling all the products 
all the items that are in there. So they're not just throwing stuff away. So it's, it's, it's that type of thing. I have a friend who's an antique dealer. And so she told me about these different estate sales. I wish I knew and I could tell you right offhand the name of what I had looked up when I came across the estate sales, oh. like what the actual website oh, is. Oh, okay. Maybe I we can say, add it to the show notes, like if you are able to find it. Okay. Yeah. So I love what you were saying about like bringing life into the home and really trying to capture your spirit and have that reflect in the home. And it's so funny because I remember like over winter break I had because I was traveling. So I had my friend Marley and her family stay in my home and they were like, oh, my God, like we felt like you were (laughs) with us the entire time. And they were here for like maybe a week and a half. And they were like, we felt like we spent time with you. And like I was in another country. (laughs) It was so funny. So I totally get what you're saying but for people who are like they're like okay this sounds a little woo-woo like how do I actually get started on you know like having my home reflect like who I am my spirit all those things like what are some practical things they can do for people who have no design background who are just like clueless when it comes to making their home look beautiful and like just a home that they feel very comfortable in right okay so I would say that you need to start with making a mood board like you would for anything else that you're trying to plan out. It's so hard, though, when you tell people to make a mood board because it's so easy to look at all of the blogs, look at all these pictures, and they're so well styled and everything, and you're like, you can get confused, and you can say, I love that look. Oh, but that one's me, too, because I've definitely been there. Yeah. Oh, I love that one, too, you know? By the way, it's harder for me to design my own home than I have to bring people here. I, I will have to. Like, it's harder for me to pin down what I like than to help someone else pin down what they like. So I usually have to talk to a friend or something and be like, well, what do you think about this? And someone can say, well, do you really want that? Or that might not be you or whatever. It's like a whole process. With that said, I think the first thing that I would tell people to do is to go on Pinterest and start pinning things that they love. Cause that's what we do with the show too. With each guest, we have them put together a Pinterest and share it with us so we can get ideas of what style wise they're looking at and they love. Then we have conversations with them to weed out and hone that down into what makes sense. Yeah. So I would say start with a mood board and if there's a look, and you see pictures online of, say you're trying to redo your bedroom, and you see pictures of bedrooms that you love, that you feel like, oh my gosh, I would feel so at peace in that place. Not, oh, that would look amazing on my Instagram, or oh, that would look so cool when my family comes over, or when my boyfriend comes over, or whatever. It's, no, I would feel so much peace in that space. Then, if you have to just copy that, the look of that, then that's what you do. Go to, again, the stores or the places that you can find those items that are not going to be crazy expensive. Like in the picture, it may be styled by West Elm. If you can't afford West Elm, find a shelf that is similar to that on all the other sites, you know, that we spoke about, or find your bed somewhere and, and figure out what it is that you're able to and wanting to invest in like what's the most important pieces to you is it the larger pieces or is it those small decorative pieces like the plant the art and the things like that because even though those pieces are less expensive 
if you need to have a larger amount of it, it can add up to the same price as your bed, basically. What are the things that you can do without? So for instance, with a bedroom, you know, you need your bed. It would be nice to have a some type of throw rug to bring some color in, some type of side chair or something like that. But what is the style of that? Is it wicker? Is it um, more plush? Do you need any extra lighting in the room? Those things like that. And you have to kind of just hone in on what are the things that you need? What do you need for it to be functional? And then what do you need in order to bring yourself peace in that space? So it's kind of like a soul searching thing still that I would say for people to do. Does that make sense? That Does makes that perfect sense. I don't no, need those to follow up. <laughs> yeah, I think especially the Pinterest move board is great and yeah. also not getting overwhelmed because I'm the same as you where it's like, I love this. I love that. Yeah. I love this. One book that's good that I can recommend to people who are um, wanting to get more into design is called Homebody by, um, what's her name? Jo- Chip mm-hmm. and Joanna. What is their last name? Gaines? Oh, yeah. Who yeah, do the yeah. show? Yeah, jo- by Joanna. She breaks down like all of the different rooms in a house and kind of how you approach Uh them. And also she breaks down the different design styles. Whereas like I may like kind of have an idea of what something is. She gives you the visual and says like, no, this is a bungalow. This is like a cottage. This is mid-century modern. So you can kind of really get like those basics. And then maybe from there, go and find what works for you on Pinterest. I think those are great tips. One follow-up question I have is, so there's this idea of minimalism that's like very trendy right now. But then I see a lot of, you know, houses on maybe apartment therapy or different places where people actually aren't minimalist. They're maybe, I don't know if the term is maximum where they have a lot of stuff and um, it's very layered and it seems to work really well for them. And so I'm curious, like on your thoughts between the two and like, how does somebody really figure out which one of those works best for them? Yeah, I think it goes back to the soul searching because for me, I'm in between those two because minimalism, sometimes minimalism, first of all, is crazy expensive. Mm. But people will have five pieces in their living room and you're like, But that costs you so much to get that look. It's not always, I think the initial idea of minimalism was in order to keep costs down and keep clutter down and to be sustainable in some way. I'm a person who loves to have, like I say, lots of plants or, you know, but I don't like a lot of clutter. I don't like stuff on my kitchen counter. Like, you know, except for the the mixer, you know, because cute. <laughs> as long as the color scheme and, works. <laughs> yeah. And my plant and my pots that I'm growing, my um, vegetables that I'm growing that you have to grow inside first before you put them out. Because I'm, I'm learning some gardening right now in this time to be self-sustaining, <laughs> not have to go to the grocery store eventually. But yeah, I think that, I think it's so hard to get into the labels of things. It's like, if we can just go off of what makes us feel good, because I like, I like layering. I really love the colors that are brought in that feel to me like a soul of my people. That feels to me like, can I have a Moroccan rug and then mix match color patterns and mix match textures and things like that. I like abundance, but I don't like to be crowded out because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like, wait, am I going to be claustrophobic? So there's an in-between also. And I feel like 
each one, they, they all have their space. It, it, they all have their place in your life. It depends on what you like. If minimalism is going to feel sterile to you, then minimalism doesn't work for you. If when you look at someone's face online and you're like, yeah, that's pretty, but that makes me feel like I can't touch anything or that makes me not held and comforted and like I'm living in love and soul and things like that, then that's not for you. But if what I guess is being called maximalism, which is not courting, if what like maximalism feels to you overcrowded or I just have more stuff than I need, then that's not for you either. I think it's to each its own. Yeah. Basically. Did that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. And also I think you mentioned functionality. I think that's mm. really important because I've tried to do right. the whole like minimal thing. And then I'm like, okay, well, where am I going to place these things? And then it's like, you know, mm. things are falling over and it's like, it looks cute, but it's not actually <laughs> functional. <laughs> so I think that's <laughs> definitely something that you have to consider as well, especially if you have like a family or if you live with more than one person right. or you have children it's like things have to be functional they have to work and it's not like you constantly right. rearranging things to make sure that they look cute you know ig or whatever right. just like for people that come and visit you in the house and i think now right. is like the perfect time for people to start thinking about these things like maybe creating the mood board or like creating a wish list you know and like really like for me i like to just kind of take a step back and look around the home because i kind of do some redesign every season and just like shifting things around and just kind of mm -hmm. take a step back and be like, okay, well, you know, where can I start or how do I feel about my space or what are some things that I can start getting ready to do, you know, right now so that when you can go outside into the world, you can, yeah. you know, get the plants or get whatever it is, you know, that will bring happiness into the home. Um, and I'm thinking right. like, aside from design stuff right now, because I know you also have a cookbook and you have all these beautiful recipes mm -hmm. on your page. So, like, what are some things? Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So, what are some things right now that are making social distancing a little more enjoyable, tolerable? Like, what have you been doing at home? I love cooking. I love being in my kitchen. It's meditative to me. I love, oh, and the gardening that I'm starting to do. Super blessed. I feel really blessed to have an outdoor space at all, especially at this time. And then I take my daughter out, like, in my neighborhood. So you can go on walks and stuff like that. And we have, I feel blessed to have sidewalks because a lot of neighborhoods in L.A. don't. There's, you know, all these mountainous hill areas where you're walking in the street with cars. I'm very glad that we have a neighborhood that's, like, flat sidewalks and stuff like that. And so I take my daughter out on her big wheel and walk around with her. And I can't believe how many families I see out riding bikes together now or, you know, just kids outside playing. And I'm like, it's crazy. Like this time is really teaching us the value of being around in our neighborhood. My daughter shouts across the street to the little girl, the neighbor across the street. And they play Simon Says from across the street because... They and they both know not to go in the street, and they know they're not supposed to be near each other because of all this germy stuff going around. Every single day for the last two weeks, 
we've been taking an hour walk outside and there's, there's so many Uh nature trails, like literally walking distance from our house that we never even knew about, or, I mean, literally in two weeks, we haven't done the same walk twice. And we've been walking for miles every day in a way that like, doesn't, if it's so like, I don't know, it's, it, it doesn't feel like we're doing anything. It's just like talking. And we're like, before we know it, we're like, oh my God, it's been an hour. And we've been seeing so many other people, um, obviously we're keeping our distance, but other people out there walking too. So we're like, this is the best thing that's kind of like, you know, in terms of getting people to like slow down and like reconnect with nature and each other. This is kind of one of the best things I feel like that's happened for that for folks. So I 100% agree. My daughter was riding her bike and I was walking behind her and this little girl is standing in the screen like, hi. And, they're saying <laughs> hi. and I was like, oh my gosh, like this next generation is really going to know the value of being out and knowing each other and knowing people and talking to people and socializing outside of the screen. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a real shift. Yeah, I 100% agree. Now I was going to say this has been such an amazing conversation and I feel like I've learned so much, but I'm sure there are listeners who want to learn more about you and your work and connect with you online and your show. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Sure. So um, Living by Design comes on Clio TV, which is an offshoot of TV One. So it's it's kind of TV One's millennial uh, network. And that comes on on Saturdays and it can, it kind of plays throughout the week on a loop. So, um, and then you can find me at Jazz Smollett on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But honestly, like Twitter, I'm hardly on there. I'm hardly on Facebook. I'm mostly where you can mostly find me is on IG on Instagram at Jazz Smollett. And do you take on private clients that are local to LA? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, we're figuring out now how, you know, to transition, you know, because we can't be there working on that virtually, but yeah. Yeah. Mm, so cool. Okay. So we'll make sure um, to link everything in the podcast post okay. so you all can check it out. And Jazz, again, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Like so timely. I'm like thank ready you. to walk into my home. I think I'm going to do some redesign. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> like, What can I shift around over here to like spruce up the energy? So thank you for your time. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. We hope you guys learned something new today, just like we did. And if you want to connect with us more, you can always reach us online, especially since we are staying at home. We're most active on Instagram at Food Heaven, but we're also on Facebook at Food Heaven Made Easy and on Twitter at Food Heaven Show.